Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today we're going to talk about raising resilient children. It's just a little quick tips for you. It's just some highlights of how to walk that balance between you've got this, letting your child be independent, be a problem solver, make mistakes, and then jump back from those mistakes to discover better strategies and flexibility and adaptability. But it's also the balance of, I've got you. Because your child needs to know that no matter what, in order to take those risks, in order to face mistakes and struggles and challenges, they need to know that someone extraordinary is cheering for them, believes in them, and has their back. So it's just a quick tips today. It's just with me. Um, And then next week, we're going to have a great podcast on the stressfulness of choosing kindergarten and big school. Because as one dad described on Facebook, picking his son's elementary school and kindergarten program is way more complicated and way more stressful than it was for him to pick his college. So we'll, we'll bring some educators in, we'll bring some people that are familiar with public schools and with private schools, and we'll try to give you um, some nice anxiety, resolving, comfort, peace of mind, and direction. But back to today's podcast. And what I want to start with is this fantastic quote from Harvard Center on the Developing Child. They are emphatic. The single most common factor for children who develop resilience is at least one stable and committed relationship with a supportive parent, caregiver, or other adult. One essential, supportive, nurturing relationship helps children manage adversity and create a successful life. That gives you a lot of room for breathing, doesn't it? But let's go to the harder part. Um, Let's go to that part where you're helping your child know you've got this. I believe in you. I believe in your resourcefulness and your ability to figure this out. Um, That's really what's so beautiful about expectations is that it shows children that they can do something that they don't know they can do that they that's out of their comfort zone that's a little bit of a stretch for their skill base but we believe in them and we show them and we say of course you can do it it's it's not um, a demand it's not false pressure but it's an excitement about mastery so my first tip on that is Be adventurous. Let it be about fun and discovery. 
that challenges are exciting and not something that makes you want to run away. Show children the world of wow around them. You're going to school. You can do those new puzzle pieces. You know, look, we can find your shoes. You can help me grocery shop. The ability and the responsibility to be capable and involved is a gift that you give your child because they see it in your eyes that you believe in them. So be positive about new experiences while always respecting your child's temperament and knowing, especially for a watchful child, that that encouragement is slow and letting your child do it from a watchful, safe distance until they're ready to take on full ownership themselves. The second way you teach your child you've got this is to encourage without pushing. Children take cues from their parents about whether something is okay and whether it's safe. If you're ambiguous, if you're full of doubt and guilt, and it might be something that you're really not sure of. I don't know if I'm ready to go back to work. I'm not sure if I feel a thousand percent comfortable with this preschool. I'm not sure that I should be asking this of my child. But for the moment, if you believe that this is the right time, if you've made the decision, then allow your child to take that leap and give them the emotional space to do it. So yes, encourage and be positive. Also, be sure, as we said before, to honor your child's individuality. Let your child connect to the activities and the experience his own way. That, that sort of cultivates the acceptance and the inner confidence. If you're saying, I know that you'll, you'll figure this out your way. I know you can do it slowly. I know you can do it quickly. I know you can do it with mess. I know that you can do it um, in a way that I would choose not to do it. Then that is giving your child a sense that their way is one that is capable and that, and that the mistakes or the challenges that might occur from taking the long way there um, is a valid process, which gives your child, again, that sense of confidence in themselves. And as your child's doing it their way, be there with support, emotional support, of course, with hugs and encouragement. Be there to let them know that mm, even when it doesn't feel right, you can keep trying. Even when you're frustrated, you can keep asking questions and I will be there to support you. We'll talk a little bit more about the emotional support in a second, but also your other job is to build the skills. Learning how to do something takes a lot of practice and it takes trial and error. And skills um, often feel like a big step, but you can break those down into smaller connect the dots. So some, even something like sharing um, or being frustrated that somebody's taking your toy. The skill is how do, I, how do I be patient? How do I take time to wait for my own turn? How do I learn that I can trust that my turn will come again when the timer goes off or when the song ends or by me just checking back? Um, so letting children know that delayed gratification is possible, that there's something good on the end of that process. Um, and then the other skills are to do pieces of something until you're ready 
um, to build the biggest sandcastle. I mean, sandcastles fall down, sandcastles get bumped, sandcastles get dry and blow away. You know, there's a million frustrating things that happen if your child's involved in a real creative process that lasts in time. So um, help them to see their successes and help them to see all the pieces of what they can do. Now your next part is the harder part, the I got you. And this is all about emotions. This is all about unconditional love. No matter what your child is learning, no matter what is the challenge, the frustration, the impatience, the anger, the disappointment, all of those are age appropriate for age appropriate experiences. So, I mean, right, your child doesn't have to um, be disappointed at something that is um, that you didn't get the house you wanted. Um, that's not age appropriate. Um, but that I can't find my shoe that I really want to wear, that's hugely age appropriate. So what you want to do is be an emotion coach. And this takes years of skills and it takes a lot of practice, especially for those grown-ups that didn't have a lot of emotion coaching and a lot of emotion literacy. So it begins with helping your child recognize and accept all feelings, happy ones and difficult ones. All children, even babies, experience sadness, frustration, anger, and so much more. Let them know that they are safe and loved in all of those feelings which means you don't have to be a fix-it parent. You can be a comforting parent. You can be a helpful parent. But your goal is not to just make those emotions go away. It's to let your child know that, yeah, we all get angry, frustrated, hungry, sad, tired, cranky. Um, we all lose it. And that that is part of an unscary world rather than a scary world. Sadness can lead to comfort. And it doesn't have to be scary. Um, that the people will be there to hold them, to support them. Anger lets us know that we really don't like the way something is. Sometimes we can fix it. Sometimes we can change it. Sometimes we just have to punch a pillow because we're really just not happy with the way it goes. And frustration may be a sign to ask for help or to slow down. The problem that slowing down is, is a problem for all of us because in order for you to be the I got you, I've got your back, it means you have to make time to be present without thinking constantly about to-do lists and multitasking, without checking phone messages, without, without all of the distractions that come with grown-up life, um, but letting children know daily in regular routines that your presence is always there and will be there tomorrow. I'm not asking you to be an on-demand parent. I don't think that, again, I'm, I'm supporting this idea that children can learn delayed gratification, that can, children can learn that the world will be there to help them and support them and turn out pretty well um, if I have to wait five minutes or even a day or a week to get something that I really want. But your child, so you're not an on-demand parent. You're not gonna drop everything and go, oh, you're upset. I'll stop everything and help. But what you want to do is you want to be there for those car rides. 
that you know that ride home from school so that your child knows that I'm here and I'm listening and I really can look and see the expression on your face I can read your moods I can know when when you need help sometimes before you can ask for it and remind you that I'm here if you want to ask me for advice or to help or to listen um, and let them know that when you're there at bedtime that it is that that a hundred percent presence when you're there for a meal, a walk in the neighborhood, and if that none of that is available because life is really frantic and crazy, which it is for many of us on many given days and weeks, um, then put in a dance time, five minutes. Put in time to go and check the stars and actually pause and turn everything off so that you can really be present. And then create the routines so that Every minute isn't rushed and a struggle, um, but it, a routine where you can review where the good parts of the day are and the challenging times. Ten minutes at bedtime, um, ten minutes while you're walking uh, out from school. You know, get a bench. Find a bench in your neighborhood. Find a tree that becomes your magic tree. And let your child know, you know what, every day you can count on me to tell me um, what was really easy for you today and what was really hard. Be the ally. Leave criticism out of the learning equation. There will be times when you have demands and expectations on your child. Um, when you need them to get in the car that you don't um, have another minute before you're going to miss the train. Um, but let them know that you're, you're always on the same side as them that mistakes and challenges are opportunities, not times for blame, shame, and fault finding. So um, it's when you can step back from the frustration, then you could say, you know what, I think there was an easier way. I can help you find that easier way. But when you're in the moment too, in order to raise re independent, resilient children means giving them the tools to correct, adapt, and try again. So. Uh, instead of just saying, do it this way, do it this, find this, go do this. And, and when you hear your voice getting tense and impatient, slow it down and say, I think you need something else to make that work. Um, do you need extra hands? Do you need another tool? Think about leading questions. Think about ways that help them to analyze their situation. And my favorite expression of all is teaching children to say what they need. And whether that's in a science experiment, um, in a problem solving, um, getting you know your peas on your spoon time, or whether it's an emotional time, um, problem solving and self-reflection, um, and to be able to think and feel at the same time become critical life skills. And then when all else fails, and many, many times everything else will fail because sometimes the things we're trying to do, sometimes the things we challenge ourselves to do um, beat us. Sometimes they just get the best of us. And so what we all really need at the end of certain tests, experiments, challenges, or on those tough days is someone to be there to comfort, soothe, and restore. So whether it's hugs and ice cream, a snuggle chair that you know is that big safe safety net that catches me at the end of the day, 
or a special dance, connect with your child in ways that helps him and her feel loved and honored no matter what. And I love that book, No Matter What, where the bug, little bug asks the big bug mama, will you love me when I'm squishy and messy? And will you love me when I'm cranky? And, and when I read that to three-year-olds, all of the children yell, no, they won't love us. Big mama isn't going to love little squishy bug, no matter what. But that's the book that tells your child, I'm always here, no matter what even when I'm tired and cranky and impatient. Home is where everyone gets to be themselves with the people who love them most. So we know love is unconditional and that all learning takes a big risk, a big leap into the unknown. A Montessori author once wrote as an intro to her book, we learn only as much as we think we deserve to know. Take a deep breath on that one, because you are learning too. We learn only as much as we think we deserve to know. So when you're thinking about raising that resilient, resourceful child, it is based on the feelings of unconditional love and confidence and that somebody has my back no matter what. Be boundless with your love. It is free and it is forever. And I am applauding you for raising these resilient, resourceful little people. And as always, we are here to have your back, to tell you, you've got this, and you're definitely not alone. We'll see you next week, everyone. Thanks for listening.